Hi, this is Stacy, your host of Tent Talks Podcast. Welcome. We're excited to have you. We've got Kimberly Mehmet on sound production and editing. Today, I'm going to be talking about a book I just read called What My Bones Know by Stephanie Fu. It is a memoir about this woman's journey recovering and receiving treatment from CPTSD. And CPTSD is complex post-traumatic stress disorder, and it's sort of new, I guess newly verified, talked about, newly researched, because post-traumatic stress disorder happens usually with an isolated traumatic event, whether it's a school shooting or a natural disaster or a lot of soldiers we hear about it in context of veterans going to war, intense medical episodes, things like that. We kind of take an isolated situation or event that happens. And complex post-traumatic stress disorder is where there are multiple traumas over the span of a period of time. Before we get into it, I really want to verify that trauma is something that is experienced by an individual, and it's not easily identified. So everybody that has like a similar situation, let's say everybody's participating in something and only five people find it traumatic that's okay. It's something internally that happened to their brain and their body and their responses and their nervous system. That's okay. They're validated in their trauma. It doesn't invalidate it because other people had a different experience. So I guess what I'm saying is that the response to trauma is involuntary, number one. And number two, it's different from person to person because it depends on what send you into that state. And so for somebody to grow up or to experience complex post-traumatic stress disorder, the traumas are coming in so regularly that it's impacting the way that the brain is developing or coping. Like it can change your brain structure or if it is happening when you're growing up, let's say, it can change the way that your brain is developed. And I think a big reason of why this has been like more verified or more researched lately, this complex post-traumatic stress disorder is because it impacts like your lifespan. And a lot of other mental health disorders are getting diagnosed when it's actually just CPTSD. So examples of that are anxiety, depression, borderline personality disorder, bipolar. All of these diagnoses also overlap with the same symptoms of CPTSD. And so a lot of awareness of people telling their story and getting more information and insight about what this is has really changed. And we've talked a little bit about the DSM. That's the diagnostic model for disorders. But it's changing right now because we're gathering more data as people are sharing their stories. And I think a lot of it has been through COVID, like trying to figure out how COVID has affected our bodies and our brains because the whiplash of it has been an uptick in a lot of weird things from psychosis to people having like 
phobias and so many behavioral things, emotional things have come out of COVID. And we can't tell if it's just the overall pandemic or residual from getting COVID. And so CPTSD is a diagnosis that has been increasing lately, and and there's been more information about it. And so we're trying to just gather data, I think, as a human race. What is this thing? What does it mean when you have it? What does it look like over a lifetime? And a few things that they do know about it is that you're at risk for a lot of autoimmune diseases, chronic illnesses, coupling that with a lot of other mental health struggles and disorders and imbalances. So it's really fascinating. And I think it's a really big deal. And because the overlap of me doing massage and needing to know about people's trauma and ability to regulate their body because it lands actually in their bodies in the way that they're holding tension, their ability to regulate themselves. Those are all things that I need to know as I'm helping people understand and let go of chronic pain and chronic tension It's very much something that I feel like was such an easy overlap because the body is showing us trauma and it's showing us what it looks like to have it in your system. It's a lot of chronic pain. It's a lot of environmental triggers and it's a lot of dysregulation. And it's also been very validating to read a memoir as opposed to like a very like specific, more, I guess, like scientific or logical based book. It was really interesting to read someone's story and them share a little peek inside their experience of having this diagnosis. And this woman who wrote this book, she is a journalist and she's a writer and she's able to gather data alongside sharing her story because she can validate her story with evidence-based information. And so that's actually really a fun part of this book is listening to somebody who can then point in the direction of like how she got to that information. So the book starts out part one, she tells her trauma story. And she said, listen, I've read a lot of books based on trauma. And I know that it's hard, particularly for people who've experienced a lot of trauma to read somebody's story. And so you can go ahead and skip over this entire part and still participate in the book. And I really, really loved that right away because I knew just from that tiny insight, I knew she was trauma-informed and she was alerting the readers and alerting listeners if you were listening on Audible, which I was, that this could be hard information to take in. But she essentially is kind of giving the backstory of her childhood and growing up Her parents came here from Malaysia. She was born in Malaysia and then came here to California. Her dad got a tech job 
And she was just talking about the pressures of fitting in and excelling at school so that you can get a good job because that was like the way that her dad was able to come to the U.S. was by really excelling and getting higher education so that he could have a career that he could support his family and even do that in another country. So there's a lot of like pressure there, right? And she talks about how sometimes a lot of things get simplified in Asian cultures where you hear about like tiger moms or just that intensity to perform well, to pass all your AP classes, to excel at mathematics and sciences or music. You know, we hear this kind of pressure, we can validate, we can see it. But behind the scenes, what's going on at home, she's giving that account. And her account was essentially that she was regularly experiencing emotional, physical violence. And she just thought that was normal. There were maybe a few things that felt hard or challenging or felt different than her friends. But for the most part, it was just like, like anybody else, you just grow up in the family that you grow up And you might know that certain things are fucked up, but it gets put under the blanket of like, well, yeah, that's just a crazy weird dynamic that we've got going on in our family. And so when you finally hit a breaking point of discovering that maybe what you went through was actually more than just a weird family dynamic, that it was actually abuse with a capital A, I think there's this weird thing that happens to the brain and it all of a sudden wants to validate all of those experiences and look at them through an adult lens because when it's happening to you as a child, it's just another day in the life of what's going on in your family and in your home. And that's kind of the really weird thing about CPTSD is that these things are happening regularly. Your safety is being challenged regularly, or you're being talked down to regularly. And so when you're experiencing that, it doesn't feel that different from any other day, even though your body is going through a protective whole mechanism behind the scenes. And so we've talked a lot on this podcast about learning to recognize when you're dysregulated and how to listen to your body when it's in a dysregulated state and maybe you're in fight, flight, fawn, freeze, any of those states of dysregulation. When you grow up in an environment where you're receiving that every other day, a couple times a month, your body just goes into the response and your brain knows maybe somewhere that that's not okay, but it doesn't have the contrast to really to really know. And so it just becomes this thing, this pattern. And she doesn't really know how severe things were until she like starts looking at all of her adult relationships and even her position in work and just having some really challenging dynamics as an adult in friendships, in romantic relationships with people that she works with. And she then started to take a deeper investigation into why. And so 
This book is kind of that journey of her working with different therapists. And I can validate this 100%. Like sometimes you just find a therapist that can walk you down like a very specific lane, or they can take you so far. And maybe their speciality is this one thing, and you might need that. But then that's the only part they can provide. And so it can feel kind of scary, I think, to find a therapist because you're trying to open up this very vulnerable part of yourself and to have to do that over and over again, just to see if there's going to be a compatibility on a professional level with somebody that's trying to help you. It feels weird because you have to trust yourself But you're also giving so much of your trust because there's a power dynamic, a huge power difference with a therapist because you're seeking advice from them or you're seeking professional opinion and help. But ultimately, you have to trust yourself to know if something is working out for you or not. And I have found that to be a very challenging place to navigate. Is this person actually the right person that I need? And do I trust their professional opinion? And they can still be a great therapist and I can still be like valid in my position to maybe not choose to work with them further. It's a very big decision and it requires a lot of self-trust and self-validation. So she talks about going through a lot of somatic healing. She talks about anything from yin yoga to sound baths to EMDR, acupuncture. She goes through so many different modalities because she's trying to find relief and she's experiencing all of these symptoms all the time that are running around. And her point of view was this is really fucked up that something happened to me. I didn't have any control over it. Something's happening to me and it's making my life have worse outcomes. It's making me not excel as much as I want to. And it's creating so much anxiety and ill ease in my being by having this. And On top of that, it's shortening my lifespan because my brain is operating differently because of something that happened to me repeatedly growing up. And then you add on top of that racism and looking at systemic approaches of how she's being treated and how even her experience is being overlooked because our culture has somehow accepted that tiger moms will just be tiger moms, that kind of response. And so... I love how she's written the book to validate all of these things very carefully. Like there's a lot of lenses through which we're seeing this person on her journey needing help, being denied help, being invalidated, just working harder, working harder, working harder. And we're watching this breakdown and then the repair work is actually my favorite part. It's this beautiful way of her saying, I'm trying, I'm showing up, I'm getting curious. 
And that's one of the first things that people will advise you to do is to try just to get into the curious part of your brain. Well, what if I were to try this? I wonder what it would just even feel like. I wonder if I would even like it. Maybe it's not totally beneficial, but maybe I could just get curious enough about it to try it. And I just loved listening to her walk us through her path and journey to recovery and to healing. And the thing that I found most validating in this book is number one, trauma can really easily be passed down from parent to child, parent to child. And it's an invitation for every single person to do the inner work of healing some of those wounds and some of those places where you have pain points. And maybe you're part of the population that just doesn't really have any major traumas and you can't point out anything. That's okay. There's still the inner work of getting to know yourself, of getting to know the things that do dysregulate you. And maybe they're really little things or you know, simple things. Maybe it's just really something very manageable. That's okay. That's great. But it is everybody's personal job and personal accountability to take that curiosity approach with themselves so that they can do better for the next generation and stop some of those patterns that will repeat because it travels from generation to generation through behavior and life circumstances, but it also is so genetic. You know, that's what we're finding out. We're finding out that it's really changing your brain to have all of this unresolved trauma and just have your body keep firing off in trauma responses, that's not good for your health, it turns out. And it affects the way that you move through the world. And so having a lot of compassion Not only do you do your personal work to stop certain behavior patterns, but you do it to actually heal your brain and heal your nervous system so that when you are reproducing and so that when you are training and parenting and loving the next generation, that you can do less harm, do more good and Anyway, I loved this book and I would actually recommend it for most everybody because I think her voice is important and I think her story is important. But I think what has collectively happened since COVID, like we're trying to make sense, we're trying to find correlations, connections between all of this increased phenomena that's been happening since COVID. Is it the actual literal virus that has done this? Is it the isolation and the trauma of just living through something like that on a global level? And there's a lot of really cool data and there's a lot of, I think, validation, honestly. There's a lot of validation. And again, this book, it's called What My Bones Know. And I listened to it on Audible, which I highly recommend because the author reads it 
And she also, not to give a spoiler alert, but she does have some recording sessions of working with a therapist who was a really good therapist that helped her in a really big way recover and repair some of her process so that she can understand like, oh, I immediately go to defensiveness in this or I immediately shut down when this happens. And she has all those things recorded with a therapist and she actually does some clips from those sessions. And I found that to be the most meaningful part of the book was just hearing a therapy session Anyway, I cannot recommend the book enough. I'd love for anybody who's finding any interest in what I'm talking about to give it a read. And if you're not, maybe try to get curious about it. Try to get curious about another person's story and a phenomenon that's happened and and more being a part of the data collection or just being a witness to what's happening. I think it's really cool. And yeah, can't recommend it enough. Anyway, thank you for joining us today and highly recommend this book. Would love for you to read it and get curious about another person's story. Get curious about your own story and maybe have it lead you down a path of just plain curiosity. It's well worth the time and a recommended book by your local massage therapist or online friend (laughs) that knows a lot about body work. If you have a body, I'd recommend this book. Thank you for joining us this week on Tent Talks podcast, and we'll see you next time.